You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we continue on in the book of 2 Corinthians. And the text for today is 2 Corinthians 1, 12 through chapter 2, verse 4. So Paul writes this, starting in 2 Corinthians 1, 12. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you will fully understand. Just as you did partially understand us, that on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us as we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I facilitating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But I call God to witness against me. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming again to Corinth. Not that we lorded over your faith, but we work for you for your joy, for you stand firm in your faith. For I made up my mind not to make another painful visit to you. For if I caused you pain, who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? And I wrote as I did, so that when I came I might not suffer pain from those who should have made me rejoice. For I felt sure of all of you that my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. What is Paul saying to the Corinthian church here? Well, here's, here's the context of what he's saying. There were people criticizing Paul in the church. There were people in the church at Corinth criticizing Paul. People were saying he didn't come. He said he was going to come, and he didn't come. He, he said that he uh, cared for you, but he has caused you much pain. And Paul's basically defending himself by saying, Listen, I was planning to come to you. But God is the one, Christ is the one who orders my steps. And in Him, there is no um, promise and then broken promise. Christ doesn't say, you're going to go, no, you're not going to go. Paul said, maybe I said I was going to go, but it didn't work out. But in Christ, when He says that something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Paul's submissive to Christ for his plans. Paul also didn't want to come at, at that current point that he had originally planned to come because he thought that when he came at that point in the past, there would be too much pain caused to the Corinthians. See, Paul had rebuked them pretty severely in 1 Corinthians. And evidently in 1 Corinthians 5, which perhaps was his strongest rebuke, he rebuked them so much that there was debate over whether he truly cared for them or not. So 2 Corinthians is really a defense of his care for the Corinthian church. It's a defense of his apostolic ministry. 
He is representing Christ to the Corinthian church. He is teaching the Corinthian church. He loves the Corinthian church. And he's basically making a defense of his ministry to them. So that's kind of the the context of what's happening here. But I want you to note verse 12. Chapter 1, verse 12. Paul starts off by saying this. Now remember, Paul's being criticized in the church. Paul is being wrongly criticized. Paul has people telling lies about him. And Paul says this. And this is where I hope you would go if you are ever wrongly criticized in small and in big ways. Paul says this. Our boast is this. The testimony of our conscience. That we behaved in the world with simplicity. You can translate that holiness. With simplicity or holiness. With godly sincerity. Not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. And supremely so toward you. When Paul is falsely criticized, what does he do? He goes back to his conscience. And Paul is saying here, listen, I sought to be a benefit to you. You don't appreciate that. You criticize me, but I was holy in my action toward you. I was, I was sincere with a godly sincerity toward you. And I didn't use earthly wisdom to try to teach you. I was representing Christ to you. So when we are falsely accused, when someone looks down on us or criticizes us, go here first. What does your conscience tell you? Now your conscience is going to tell you one of two things. Either one, you've done nothing wrong. You, 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 you conducted yourself in holiness. You were sincere in wanting to be a help. And you sought to do the best according to the word, word of God, not the world's wisdom. So either your conscience is going to tell you, you've done nothing wrong here. And that's where you rest. You trust that you stand before the Lord. Or secondly, your conscience might tell you, actually, no, there's something wrong here. You did do something wrong. You should have changed what you did, or you should repent of what you did. And that's fine too. We can own that and confess that and move forward. But in the situation where you have done nothing wrong and your conscience is clear, Let that be the final say. Not everyone might agree with everything you've ever done. People might criticize you when you sought to be a benefit to them. But go here. The the testimony of your conscience is that you have a clean conscience. You've done nothing wrong. Let your actions before the Lord stand, whether anyone else knows the truth or not. And that's a good place to be, knowing that the Lord looks down and sees you rightly. This is what Paul did when he was criticized unjustly. This is what we can do when we are criticized unjustly. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.